Hey y'all, it's Tia, and welcome back to Tia Talks, bringing black and brown people to the forefront to yes. share their stories. So today we're here with Natalie. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. So I just want to share like how we met. Yeah, dude, Jasmine. Yes. Dude, Wilder. Yes, Miss Wilder. Um, so you are, we met at your studio. So your, yes. your studio is located in Bushwick, right? It's in Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Proper. Yes, <laughs> I had a studio in Bushwick, but fuck those people. So okay. we're in Williamsburg now. Okay. Yeah. And how's it going so far? It's going. It's going good. Yeah. yeah. I like it there. Okay. Cool. So she is a like sound engineer, producer, singer, songwriter. She does it all. I do. Yes. <laughs> so what are you currently like working on right now? Um, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of singles right now. I'm actually kind of rebranding. So, like, I used to make a lot of, um, like, R&B, hip-hop cross hip crossover. And I'm, like, really trying to get more into, like, something pop-centric. Okay. And I'm also working on developing Jasmine. Yeah. Wilder Waters. Wilder. Did we well, decide yeah. if it's Wilder or if it's... It's officially Wilder. Yes! I don't know if she knows that, but I'm making it that just because Wilder Waters is not hitting. Okay. And also just, like, it's... I feel like she's just wild. She so is she just, it's wilder. Yeah, it just okay. makes sense. So. Wow. Okay. So how was that process of just like focusing on one one artist? Yeah, I think I'm hoping. I mean, she's just super talented. Like she's a great singer. Like when I started, I couldn't sing very well and I was just songwriting a lot and like producing. I started as a producer. So I was always working with artists initially before I started doing stuff for myself. Um but I think working as an artist and like building connections with like other producers and like blogs and YouTube channels, mm -hmm. I think it's gonna give her like a better head start, honestly, on her own career. Right. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I think she's gonna do a lot of like really cool stuff. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> so you just dropped something too. Yeah. Um, Dream World. Yes, I dropped that today actually. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to be consistent. I like dropped a song like a month before then and then the month before then. So I've been trying to do like a song a month. Wow. Yeah. So how much time are you putting into these songs? Like, it depends on the song. I mean, some songs, like, that song wrote itself in, like, probably two days. I think I recorded it. I initially did that song with a different producer who's fire, but I don't actually make house music. Like, I make house music for other people, but it's not something that, like, I want to be known for. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't actually going to put out the song. And then I think New Era hit me up, or I hit him up. Something happened on Instagram, and he was like, we should work. And I was like, I actually have a song called Dream World that I did with another producer that I'm probably never going to put out because it's just, like, not on brand for me. Okay. Um, so I sent him my vocal stems, my initial vocal stems that I took, and then he reimagined, like redid everything for it. And yeah, he just killed that shit. So it worked out really well. So what what was like that like creative process like making that song? Like um yeah, I just wasn't sleeping a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I have what? like a lot of sleep problems. Yeah, insomnia. So really bad insomnia. I get wow. sleep paralysis a lot. And yeah, that song was just about I dream a lot about demon, like a little demon. If you have sleep paralysis, when you're like waking up from it, you can literally see something like sitting on you a lot. Mm -hmm. It's something that's really common with people that do get sleep paralysis. So for a while, like I would constantly like have it. And when you have it once, for some reason, you'll get it like 10 other times throughout the month. It's just, it, once it happens, it becomes like chronic, at least for me. Okay. So for a while, I was just like having like this, like 
sleep paralysis nightmare of just like a demon sitting on me and I was like that's a cool concept and it's happened on and off for like years so I like reference it a lot like a succubus mm -hmm. so the song is literally just about a succubus that's trying to lure you in to have sex with you and kill you in your sleep whoa yeah, I would have <laughs> never known that I know, people think it's like a pretty vapid song but I'm like I don't not really wow yeah. and I like that song thanks <laughs> yeah no it's that's just what it's about yeah oh my gosh that's so interesting yeah so I wasn't sleeping a lot and I just it just came to me I was like yep and it's from the point it's like the viewpoint of the song is from a succubus mm -hmm. so like tell me what you want tell me what you need I could be your dream like I could be whatever you want just let's do it and I'm gonna kill you right I'm gonna steal your soul mm -hmm. and I'm, dra I'm gonna drag you to hell with me and that's like the second verse. There's, I think people think it's more poetic. It's just, lit it's to the point. Okay. All right. So some of the, the recent stuff that you dropped, you have Playboy, you have Go, you have Guilty yes. Pleasure, and you have Skins. Mm -hmm. So which one was like the most challenging one to, to create? Um, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. Wow. That's <laughs> really good, actually. Um, they're all kind of different. I think Playboy was easier to make. I would say... Skins was the hardest to make just because all the other songs I actually like my manager would like throw me like a line So like he has a correct credit on that and then Playboy that was like co-produced by Alex Agresti from a band called Bay Faction They're really dope um, But Skins was hard because I wrote the whole song. I recorded the whole song. I pre-mixed everything So I did everything myself on that and then Eddie I sent it to Eddie Priest to go like fully mix and master it. Mm -hmm. But it was really difficult because I was like quarantined at my house alone for six weeks at that time. And I like made that song during that time. Yeah. And I was like having a whole mental breakdown. So mm. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were definitely, yeah. definitely. So I feel like a lot of the songs that you talk about like love and like sex and drugs. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So let's 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 get into it. <laughs> yeah, we can talk, we can talk about that. So I I when I listen to your music, I feel like I'm kind of like in a trance. Thank you. A yeah. little bit like, cool. I, I like is that. that the vibe that you try to give to like? Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say that. I like things that are very hypnotic sounding. Okay. I'm really into yeah, like demon shit. I don't know. I'm really like, really into like uh biblical mythology okay so oh. yeah i don't know yeah i'm really into that so i like it to reference it a lot okay so what direction like do you see yourself like in your career like where do you want to go yeah so i definitely i want to blow up and act like i don't know nobody that's what i want to <laughs> fucking do goals um yeah exactly no i want to i just i don't know i really want to go into a poppier more top 40 direction i think a lot of the stuff i've been doing has been really cool and like really dope and like all r&b mm -hmm. but like i'm bored i'm so bored i think music right now is in such a boring place and I want to make something that's really fucking different. Okay. Like, it almost might hurt to listen to. Like, it actually might physically hurt your ears. Like, seriously. No, like, you... Wow. Like, I have a song that is not released, and it's called Drugs In My Body. And it's just, like, a saw synth attacking your eardrums. Mm -hmm. Very glitchy. But you do plan on, like, releasing it. Oh, yeah. No, it's coming out. It's oh, okay. definitely coming okay. out. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's an aggressive 
sound. Okay. Yeah. So those uh, those singles that I mentioned before are those singles a part of like a, a larger project? Like it's, no. That was so the way that I was trying to design these singles was to be like an outro to that sound. Like I'm not I'm trying to move away from oh, you're it. leaving like your goodbye. It's a little outro. So yeah, like Skins was kind of like way more uh, trap heavy in terms of like the beat. So we went from that to Guilty Pleasures, which was like kind of dark R&B ambient. Mm -hmm. And then going from that to something like Go, which is almost, it's on the cusp of something that could be top 40, to Playboy, which is very pop, 2000 nostalgic, but also quite modern in the the kick progression and the snares. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I'm moving closer, so, something more towards that, I would say. Uh, yeah, and I really want to just focus on making really good singles, and I really want a project. I think Spotify right now is not not rewarding algorithmically on albums, and I think projects are really important because they tell a really full story of where somebody's at at that mm -hmm. point. So I definitely want to culminate like 10 to 20 good singles and then drop a project after that, like a real one. Okay. So with this next project, what vocal effect do you feel like you'll end up using a lot throughout the project? Tremolo, kind of like the way that, not Billie Eilish-y, but like I guess in a way from Bad Guy, I think they used it, or there's another song I think, but they like they use a lot of speed and depth in Tremolo, so it kind of gives like this wavering effect and it almost sounds quite demon demonic. Uh -huh. So I think that, and then definitely formant pitch shifting um, so playing with, like, vocal octaves. I've done it before, so, like, Skins mm -hmm. kind of sounds like a man is singing it. So okay. a lot more of that. A lot more of, like, gender confusion, I would say. Ooh, in the music, fine, sure. fine. <laughs> so where are you originally from? Uh, I was born in the suburbs of Chicago, but I was raised in Houston, Texas. Okay. And then why did you make your trip to New York, like, I, well, I went to school in Chicago for college, and I can't drive at all. Like, I shouldn't ever have, I don't have a license currently, and I should not ever have a license. I'm terrible. Like, I drive drunk sober. It's a terrible thing. I'm not good at driving. Um, so the only two places I could think that that would work in this country is, mm -hmm. like, Chicago or New York. My sister was already living in New York. My best friend was living in New York. I was like, fuck it. I've always wanted to live in New York. It was a dream of mine. So I was like, I'll just go here first. Right. But I definitely want to go live in a few other places. Where do you want to live? I really want to go to London. Like, terribly. Like, I think that the UK specifically is on a totally new wave of music mm. that, like, hasn't been fully tapped into. So do you work with a lot of people from the UK? I've worked with a few people from the UK, and I'm really trying to, like, broaden that. Okay. I think that their production is, like, miles ahead of what we're doing now here. And how so? I think, well, even UK Garage specifically, I've been really, like, into that. But, like, the like Abisha is a girl that's, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. Abisha from um, the UK, she's, like, really, like, not on yet. Well, she is kind of on. She is just amazing. I don't know, like, UK Garage is something really cool. I, like their flows they have like a lot of joke flows like it's mm -hmm. just like funny shit like Artie has like a lot of really funny bars and I think sometimes we take our music too seriously here mm. so it, when I listen to like some of the the UK rap and stuff yeah I feel like it's just like so hard to like understand oh for sure you need to captions. like decipher what they're saying you gotta repeat the track yeah and, so I, I feel I wonder if like they feel the same way 
oh. about listening to R&B Dude, if you listen to Baltimore rap, like, that shit's crazy. And then also, like, even think about Future, like, mumble rap. Yeah. People here don't even know what like, they're saying. That's so true. Like, yeah. Like, if you play that to, like, a 40-year-old, they're like, what is he saying? Mm. Or, like, Young Thug is a great example. Right. Or Smiley, who just got signed to OVO. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> so what is one thing that you feel like you would change about the music industry in America? Uh, I would hire, I would sign more women to publishing deals because I believe the RIAA, it was either 2019 or 2020, released a statistic that 99% of publishing deals have been given to men. So that means 1% of all signed uh, producers and songwriters are women. There's just 1%. It's literally 1% of women. It is the largest gender gap of any industry and why do you feel that like why do you feel like there's a huge gender gap because we only want to sign white men Mm. yeah okay yeah i mean we all it's like it's like for most it's that's like most right you know verticals yeah it's just kind of have you ever considered of like starting like your own like label i actually am starting my own label you are the tea okay so can you give us a little bit (laughs) i don't want to give the name well i I actually like the logo is being made right now as we speak i'll have it tuesday but it's just like jasmine will be our first artist i don't want to sign myself so that's the thing like i think it's really tacky like i don't want the label to be like focused on me because I think that's kind of it's just egocentric and Mm -hmm. I don't it's not for me it's for other people I want to put other people on um and do other types of music that I can't make like I think Jasmine is a great example of somebody who's can make like funk music or can make like you know funk pop or house and like can do really well in these things that probably wouldn't fit well with me and that I'm really interested in Mm -hmm. I think make unique sounds um and like building with you know a broader range of producers so yeah i definitely want to focus on other people um Mm -hmm. but no yeah it's gonna be like very defiant music and it's mostly gonna be poc and like very i just want to give a voice to people that don't like have one honestly it's like really important to me when i was starting off making music no one gave me an opportunity initially like when i first started a few years back and that was like pretty hard like why do you feel like they didn't give you opportunity it was like a lot of rappers and shit i would like hit like i was living in chicago and i was trying to work with like uh like people just starting off i would send beats and stuff no one wanted to use them as a woman specifically too it's like you're not really like anything you do is not good enough Mm -hmm. um until recently i think wonder girl too should have like dispelled that for everybody but i think there's still a lot of stigma with it so like i would be invited to studio sessions and it would just be like dudes trying to fuck so yeah yeah so like they would be like oh yeah like come through like let's work it'll be it'd be like a 2 a.m it'd be a 2 a.m session and then you show up and it's just like one dude in a chair like cool so what are we doing Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. So and then it's after that point, it's like, fuck, I don't want to work with none of y'all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually did refer you to someone ooh, um, recently, ooh. this a female artist. Her name is Julie Alexander Walsh. I told her about you because, like, she had expressed the same, like, feelings about how, like, she would try to work with, like, certain male producers and they were just giving, They're like... They're mad, creepy. Ma- like, Not all of vibes. them, though. Like, that ass. Like, I work with 
I mean, most of the people I work with are men, just given, like, the circumstances of, like, the industry, and, like, even, I don't even like saying industry, because I don't feel like I'm in it, it's just, like, even independently, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, most of them are cool, but you have, like, really weird guys, like, not the people that I work with, but, like, other people, yeah, they can be mad weird. I'm, like, trying to see if I follow this girl. No, she doesn't. Yo, she should follow me, we should work. Yes. (laughs) I actually met her at a strip club. Oh, that's she's a cool. stripper, and How she you... was performing. What club? It was like a private um, penthouse strip club joint. Damn, you have you have like access to that? <laughs> You're VIP at the clubs. Jesus, get me in. I'll share my connect with you. Fuck yeah, dude, I'm down. Okay, so as like a producer and sound engineer, have you ever been in a situation where you were like disrespected when you were working with an artist? No, I feel like I've had pretty good experiences so far. I mean, I've had, like, a few shitty ones, mostly, like, the guys that you'd come, like, that, like, you'd go to. And it's producers, mostly. It's Mm -hmm. not really ever artists. I had one person I worked with that was just a little difficult, that's all. Like, I've had people that have come by that are just difficult, but, like, Mm -hmm. you have to kind of work with them. But I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. It's just something that comes with, like, you know. Okay. So what can people expect when they walk into your into your studio? Like, how how are you able to like lead them into? You can expect chaotic energy (laughs) when you walk in. I Um, remember. I'm like thinking of like when I walked into the studio. You were just like, you had a lot of like moving pieces, like the screen, different things on the screen. You're like, oh, let's let's see what this sounds like and put it here. I'm chaotic with it. I don't know. I move really fast. That's one thing that like Mm -hmm. I do get told a lot is I do move like almost sometimes too fast where it's like hard to keep up with like what is happening and I'll throw like a lot of ideas out. Okay. Yeah. Just because like I will be hit by 20 ideas at once and I'm like, using my software as a journal so i'm trying to write as many ideas down as possible and then i kind of go through those and like flesh out which ones work oh okay so what software do you use i use ableton live ableton live and recently i have watched one of your lives right oh hell yeah (laughs) and you were talking about how a lot of like the different softwares are becoming um like a subscription oh yeah dude don't even get me started on the (laughs) subscriptions i yeah it's like a whole tunnel and i think people i think the general public isn't as concerned about it because it's not affecting them in Mm -hmm. the full effect yet but it will be affecting you right like and it's super predatory and right now right now are you subscribing to i have to that's the thing they don't give you an option now so like a great example is like on well the thing that set me off was saying, like, Ontario's Auto-Tune is now giving you a subscription option. But I know three years down the line, if you bought Ontario's Auto-Tune, you're either going to have to move to a subscription or your subscri- your subscription is going to become obsolete based off of your OS. Mm-hmm. Like, after, like, say, I don't know, like, hi- like, imagine High Sierra stopped working or something. And now this specific license of that software no longer works. And we've all moved to, like, M1 chips with, like, a new... OS or OS X, mm-hmm. it's gonna be obsolete and you're going to have to subscribe. Like, there's not gonna be an upgrade option. That's what happened with Pro Tools. Like, I bought Pro Tools when I was in college. I got a college edition for it. This was like years ago. I bought an upgrade for it. And then I recently tried using my license and it was totally expired. I couldn't upgrade it. It was not, I have literally the iLock with the license. It's like mm-hmm. a five or $600 software. And then the only way I could run it is if I now get a subscription or I rebuy the whole thing. So what do you think 
creatives and other people using these types of software should do revolt bro like they're literally robbing people they are literally robbing the public because think about it the software is only worth five or six hundred dollars they're giving you an option to you know subscribe to it right like adobe creative cloud or something and it's going to cost you maybe twenty dollars a month for the first year you're like yeah no problem that's fine you do the math i think it's like 240 uh for the whole year, if it's like $20 a month or whatever. So $20 a month, $240 a year. And then in the next 10 years, that's $2,500 that you're spending. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to increase. And that's only one software you right. might use. Maybe you're using Adobe and then on the side, you want to try music production. So then you want to get Auto-Tune or Pro Tools and that's going to be another $15 right. a month. And then you have Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. I got my Netflix and I got my Spotify because like I can't live without Spotify. Right. And then it, these all these things it are all adds up. up. Yeah. Lots and it's, of money gone. Exactly. And it's they're not letting you own anything and it's going to stretch way beyond technology. Like right now, you can literally rent furniture for your house on a, on a subscription monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And like yeah, same with clothing. And if you don't think Fashion Nova is going to do this in five years, like you're tripping. Hmm. So have you ever thought about creating your own software? Oh, dude, I can't code. No, definitely <laughs> not. But I'm, I'm hoping Ableton will stay, you know, stay in its route. I mean, it's a it's a really expensive software. It's one of I think it's one of the most expensive DAWs you can buy. And like their upgrades cost money. It's not like Fruity Loops. I think Fruity Loops gives you free upgrades mm -hmm. every single edition or like like free lifetime upgrades. Ableton doesn't. It's a $200 upgrade. So, like, they're making their money, mm. like, you know. So, hopefully, they don't go subscription-based. Yeah, we, we don't want no more subscriptions, no. okay? I want to save my money. Well, it's also <laughs> just super predatory because the people, I feel like a lot of, you know, small businesses are the ones using these tools. Mm -hmm. And... And even large businesses too, and they're just really trying to cap. I mean, they're just trying to capitalize on the public. And like, you know, your software is not worth that because it's only worth five or six hundred. So why are you charging people twenty five a month? Because in ten years, you're tripling your profit. Yeah. Because realistically, if I had a license, I would only buy it once. It's all about the money. It's all about the money, man. So what advice can you give to up and coming creatives and artists? Um. Oh, actually, the one thing that really. I don't know, gave me a lot of inspiration, which is kind of corny, is I watched a Virgil Abloh lecture, I think. It was called, like, Life in Quotations. And he talked about this thing called the domino effect. Okay. So my biggest advice, and this, like, really changed my mindset and actually made me start dropping my own music, is if you just start, it's like everything's a domino. So if you just put a song out, nothing's ever going to line up for you. Your branding's never going to be perfect. You're never going to feel ready. If you just start I doing like it... And it's going to create a domino effect. So say my first, I drop one song, whatever, it doesn't work out. I drop another song. I drop a third song. I do a fourth song, a fifth song. Maybe not on the 15th song, but maybe on the 30th, that shit is going to hit. At some point, pop. it's going to hit. It's going to create a domino effect, right? So then everything else in your back catalog Mm -hmm. will then start getting streams because they like this one song and it doesn't it's not even just applicable to music it could be like a clothing brand like it could be anything it can literally be yeah. like your podcast like you might do a hundred podcasts and you may feel like the 50th one it's like damn like i don't know if this is going right but the 70th one maybe you upgraded your equipment and now mm -hmm. you're like you have you know even better questions or better guests or whatever right. and that 80th one hits so it's, just, it's going to create a, an effect. Domino every, yeah, effects. exactly. The domino effect. So I would definitely suggest people look into the domino effect and just start doing. 
literally just start just doing start i hate going places and somebody's like oh yeah that has no music out or some shit and you'll be like so what's up they're like yeah like i'm working on like i'm an artist like i'm working on like an album or something and you're just like dope how long have you been working on it for they're like oh like a few years and you're just like okay are you ever dropping anything are you ever going to do it because it's never you're not doing it until you start like executing right yeah execution is a good piece of advice i actually also align with that too um like even with just like the show and like setting goals in general dude goal setting is key yeah but like a lot of people get stuck because they believe that there it has to be the perfect time i need the perfect equipment everything needs to be perfect nothing's gonna be perfect right i need a a large sum of money in order to start but no it's just like you gotta just do it oh dude i (laughs) dude i thought the same thing i used to think that i needed to be in a recording studio before i had my studio i made so i made all these songs out of out of my bedroom with a two hundred dollar microphone. It was a Rode NT1, I believe, and then I had a Focusrite two i two or two i four. You can go buy this right now in a two thousand and eleven Mac mm-hmm. Mini, and I made almost my entire catalog in my bedroom with almost no soundproofing and bare equipment and I got millions of streams out of my bedroom and that's when it changed my whole mindset on like what you need it's not about what you have it's about like what you can do with what you have Mm -hmm. so so make it work y'all make it work (laughs) yeah I don't know just start doing like if I yeah if that's the one thing I could like leave off with anybody is just when you go somewhere and somebody asks what you're doing you're gonna say I and the way I hold myself accountable is I will tweet out dates even if I don't know my songs are going to be done by them, I'll say, like, oh, yeah, like, I have a song dropping on the 23rd. I don't actually have a song dropping on the 23rd, but I've now set that, and I have people keeping me accountable to this date, so now it is coming out on the 23rd. Oh, yeah, like, that's you know a good saying? one. I like that. Yeah, like, if you keeping just tell people, oh, yeah, like, when people are like, oh, are you working on anything? You're like, yeah, I'm working on my podcast. Cool, like, when's the next one coming up? You're like, on the 12th. You don't actually know, like, I don't have it together, but now that Speaking I put that out there. action. Oh, yeah, because now, yeah. like, there's accountability. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I want to take you on this trip with me real quick. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I want you to close your eyes, right? You're, like, in a, in a well-lit garden, and all of a sudden, like, you're just sitting there, and you're at Tia's Manifestation Pond. Ooh, I love okay. that. So you're just thinking about what you want the next 10 years of your life to be like. Okay. And then you open your eyes and just share with me what you want your life to be like. Oh, I want to be the number one recording artist in the country. I want to be a legend. I don't want mediocrity and I want to live on a commune in LA with a lot of rescued senior dogs. Wow, yeah, I love that. That's literally my goal. That's a vision there. Yeah. Okay, but I'm gonna hold you accountable. Dude, hold me accountable. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna work either because like art is subjective, and I think you know, you know, Gigi Allen, who was like a big punk artist who used to like literally shit on stages and throw it at his audience. He is now considered a legend. Is that great art? I'm not sure, but like, <laughs> fuck, do I want to be one? Right. Okay, so if there's one song out of your catalog that you want me to play, which song? Uh, I don't know. Play whatever one you want. I don't know. They all hit. They all hit. <laughs> they so all matter. hit. You can do the new one. You can do Dream World. The Dream Worlds? Okay, okay, let me see. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, guys. Oh, so this oh, is Dream oh, Worlds so cool. with New Era and Natalie. Yes. Tell me what you want.
before we go yeah going back to the creepy guys I was doing um studio sessions with some guy or there's guys hitting me up like wanting to work with me mm-hmm. and they would follow me on snapchat and then proceed to send me dick pics so I started compiling a folder of dick pics of what? soundcloud rappers and I was gonna like you want to release it? I was going to make, like, a Twitter page called, like, Expose, like, but there's already, like, an Expose a SoundCloud rapper, but I was going to, like, I was going to be, like, SoundCloud dick, like, pics, and then just, like, start sharing all of these dick pics. I was, like, one dick pic away from it, and I, un- I like, unlisted myself on, like, or made myself private on Snapchat, oh, okay. so, like, I didn't get any more, but, like, I was one dick pic away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you, you serious? I think you should. Of, like, big, like, 
not big big but like people sign to like major fucking labels and like Stop people it. that you know yeah like sending fucking dick pics it was mad that's weird. mad disrespectful it's mad disrespectful stop yeah. doing that yeah. <laughs> we could leave on that note I mean, yes shit. we can well thank you natalie Definitely, dude. for coming out and yeah, I, thanks for having me i cannot wait to just see where you know, life takes you, because I'm going to be watching you. Yeah, dude, I mean, hopefully I can DJ one of those events, man. Yeah, that will be dope. Fuck it up. Yes. And we, just everyone, be on the lookout. Go follow her. Plug in your um, Instagram. Yeah, at ShamefulNatalie on everything. At ShamefulNatalie Twitter. At ShamefulNatalie Instagram. If you want to find me on Spotify, please follow me. At right. ShamefulNatalie. You can probably just put that in. It'll pop right up. Yes. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and cool. Tia Tia is out. Bye. Later.